Happy New Year and welcome back to all my current listeners and hello if you're new to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. By the time you're listening to this episode, we are already on January 7th and I want to start this year off with health tips and strategies when it comes to joint pain, which as women over 50, I know I can contest to knee pain. So we're starting out with knee pain to set you off for the best start of the year so you can dive in with your exercise program. But before we do this, I'd like to share a little bit more about the four-week lean-out program, which will start in just a few days. The four-week lean-out program is one of my signature programs, and it explains the why, the what, and the how of intermittent fasting, plus habit-building strategies and exercises that are designed for the woman over 50. So why not go from feeling tired and flabby to vibrant and lean? I say, bring it on. And if you think, I'm scared of intermittent fasting, but I'm a little curious, and you might be ready to try it. And also, if you don't know how to prepare a meal and cooking an egg, is a real challenge, or you don't consider yourself an exerciser compared to what everybody else is talking about and your friends are doing, going to all the classes, and walking is what you love doing, then the four-week lean-out program is your ticket. Check it out. I put a link in the show notes so you can get more information on the start date and a little bit more details on, on the program. So let's talk about the crack and pop and crackle of your, mostly it starts in the knees, your joints. Do you know the feeling when your body is stiff when you get up in the morning or you get out of the chair and you feel old? Girl, you're not alone. I feel that way too. Because many of us experience some joint pain and stiffness as we age. And for women, the first signs show up after 50, while men can start actually at 45. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm getting old. Is that what my mom and my grandma talked about when they're talking about the popping in their knees and this popcorn kind of feeling? While it's true that those joint pains are a sign of aging. We are not going down without a fight. So today, find out how to prevent and relieve joint pain as you age. Hi there, you're listening to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host and fitness warrior, Heike Yates. And on this show, we empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength with sound fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. Our guests on the show share their honest stories so that you'll have the courage to take action, knowing that you're not alone in your struggles. Well, I started my first joint problems about 10 years ago, so I'm almost 60 now, and I am a runner, as you know, and I became a triathlete for a good reason, because I kept running and I started running um, in 2007 
and I increased my mileage and the idea of my program and I followed all the steps. And then suddenly my right knee wasn't working so well. It felt achy and painful and sometimes it was swollen too. And so running sometimes was not feeling good on my knee. And I was thinking, whoa, I am teaching Pilates. I am doing strength training. I'm doing all these things. This is definitely a sign of aging, but I was not willing to go down without a fight because I love being outside. And the silly knee is not hurting all the time. And if you experience some arthritic pain, you know that the pain comes and goes. Depends on the weather sometimes. Uh, It sometimes depends on if you're sitting too long, your joints may hurt. And the hands get really stiff. So we have all these different arthritic pains through the body. And I just decided that I am not going to let arthritis hold me me back. And I started to cross-train. And I talk about this a little bit later in this episode as well, what to do and what exercises to do. But cross-training has really been a saver for me that I go swimming, I do walk or hike, and I bike. And that has taken a lot of pressure of this silly knee that is really trying to hold me back in the things I love doing, and that's not what I want for you. I want you to be active forever, no matter what the age you are. But we got to be smart about it. So let's talk about what causes all this joint pain. Well, as we age, the connective tissue and the cartilage that provide cushioning between the joints just wear down. They become thinner. And they're leading to conditions such as osteoarthritis. You've heard of that. That can cause pain and inflammation. And oftentimes the doctor says, here, take an over-the-counter pain medication and stop doing this exercise for a while. But genetics and age are primary factors in joint deterioration. But I tell you, you can take action now and extend the life of your joints. So osteoarthritis, what is it? There's less cushioning between the joints, and that means that your bones are grinding against each other. And I know some of my clients have said, can you hear this, Heike? This is an awful sound. It's not only awful, it can also be painful. Now, we're dealing with a double whammy because due to a condition called sarcopenia, which is muscle loss due to age, now the joints are taking the impact of your daily activity and living instead of the muscles that are supporting the joint or that are supposed to support the joint. Uh, And if you have not noticed any of that crackle and pop or joint stiffness, It's time to protect your joints for the future. It will happen sooner or later. And one thing is true. You can't bring back the cushioning that is left, even though there's a lot of uh, medical advice out there that you can get injections, but they only last for so long. You can get cortisone shots, but they're only lasting so long and you can only get so many. And then uh, there's... People talk about the liquid gold, which is supposed to be amazing and really help, or certain supplements. 
I tell you one thing. Let's take care of the joints now and be proactive towards what's happening in the future. So we are not stopping doing the things we love doing. Now, what are the joints in your body? The joints are a connection between the bones. So the joints and the muscles surround a joint and make it possible for you to bend the elbow, wiggle your fingers or your toes. Otherwise, this wouldn't happen. Then the smooth tissue called cartilage and synovium and a lubricant called synovial fluid cushion the bones so the joints don't rub together. So that's where the pain sometimes come and and that's when people end up with knee replacement because the pain gets so bad that they just can't take it anymore and it inhibits their daily activity of living. So, but increasing age injury or carrying too much weight on your body can wear and tear your cartilage. So this can lead to a reaction that can damage your joints and leads to arthritis. So too much weight, lack of the cartilage, and I would add there, right there, not cross-training, keep doing the same old, same old. But let's talk about what, if you haven't experienced it yet, what does a joint pain feel and look like? And I said it about my knee, but it's, it's redness, swelling, tenderness, warmth. When my knee is what I call not being in a happy place, it is really swollen and it's warm to the touch. So I know I need to do something different that day. Limping, of course, when you can't step on the leg and the joint hurts. One condition is locking of the joint, that it locks out and it's really painful to unlock it. Then you have loss range of motion, uh, the loss of range of movement in the joint. That means that you can't stretch a knee or an elbow all the way because it hurts to straighten the arm as it's as it's supposed to, and in stiffness, which of course ties in with the loss of range of movement. These are all conditions that how you go. Oh, this can happen in your hands, in your elbows, into your knees. Any part of your body that has a joint, but predominantly the knees go first, then the elbows, and then the fingers start to act up, and for some people, the toes. So there's different types of arthritis. So what are the types of arthritis that are affecting your joint? So some of the most common types of arthritis are osteoarthritis and rheumatoid arthritis, also called inflammatory disorder, as the doctors, doctors refer to it. So osteoarthritis is a joint inflammation that results in the loss of the cartilage. Remember the cushioning, yeah, so whether it's the novial fluid also sits. Then we have rheumatoid arthritis. This is a progressive autoimmune disease that starts out causing signs of pain and symptoms like joint swelling and often in the feet feet and hands. And the chronic inflammation of the rheumatoid arthritis can cause permanent joint destruction and deformities. And you've seen it probably on your grandparents. Periods of diseases flare and remission. Well, like I said, my knee comes and it goes. 
And so does many other people feel that this is what's happening when it's chronic inflammation. Now, does menopause affect joint health? You, we all know that after menopause, things are just not the same anymore. We have more aches and pains. We can't sleep. But it's true that there are estrogen receptors all over your body and including the joints. That means reduced estrogen levels can add to the cause of the inflammation. I mean, there are many causes of joint pain. But hormones is definitely one aspect to look at it, to look at. And the best way to keep joints healthy and flexible is to use them. I remember when I used to teach in my teaching career, I used to teach water aerobics. Yes, I did. And I was teaching water walking and water arthritis classes. And this is at least 20 years ago that I learned all the stuff about arthritis and what's going on in the body. And I remember that the people in the pool always would get mad when the water was cold. And I didn't understand because at this point I didn't have arthritis. And they said, Heike, this, my joints really hurt when the water is cold. And so we made sure that before I taught the class that the temperature was much, much higher. Of course, the lap swimmers were all angry at us because it was too warm. But moving the hands in warm water helped to loosen the joints and get activity into the joints. And at times, people came in with their hands so frozen that they couldn't straighten their fingers. They had like claw hands. And through exercise in the warm water, we were able to at least move them. Yes, the movement was painful, but the opposite side would have been that the hands would stay crippled and actually get worse. So as we get older, our activity levels tend to decline. Our weight goes up and the joint stiffness begins. Definitely a sign of aging, but it's never too late to reverse these cycles. Um, Yoga or any form of stretching is a great way to improve flexibility and pump the synovial fluid around the joint. So there, it's it's not gone. If you still have some, keep moving this those joints. And when a woman is active and flexible, and the pain persists, doctors can dis- uh, decide on whether the hormone replacement is a role in the symptoms. But that's not my role to suggest any uh, treatments. I am not a doctor. I am here to tell you about how to move best when you have joint pain and how to feel better and move better. So if this is the case and you think menopause is the cause, go talk to your doctor and explain what's going on. So as I said earlier, many of the joint pains are in hands, elbows, feet, Some are in the spine when uh, the spine is rounded forward. Kyphosis could be potentially a sign of uh, arthritis, osteoarthritis. But many of us feel the joints in the elbows, knees, and shoulders. I know I keep saying that, but it's so true. So I hope you're looking at your knees and going, hey, me, are you okay? Check it out. Elbow. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. So check all your joints because acute pain 
in multiple joints is most often due to inflammation. Gout. My dad has gout, and he told me all about gout and how that feels. Or the beginning of a flare-up of a chronic joint disorder. So chronic pain in multiple joints is usually due to osteoarthritis or an inflammation disorder, such as rheumatoid arthritis. You need to know what you're dealing with and don't chalk it up and say, ah, I'm just getting old, I'm getting over this and it's going to be better in a little while. No, 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 no. We got to do something about this now. And that's what we're diving in right now are seven strategies on how to prevent and relieve joint pain for you, the woman over 50. Number one is keep a healthy weight. As we get older, menopause and all the weight gain and the hips get wider and we can do something about it. The less you weigh, the less pressure is on your joint. So imagine yourself with 50 pounds more than you are right now. This is a lot of wear and tear on your joints and it's schlepping all that extra weight around. So keeping a healthy weight, I don't say you need to diet down till you're a size one. Doesn't That's not what I'm talking about. But you need to make sure that you have a healthy weight and you can find this out from your doctor what your weight should be or you just Google I am a woman, 5'8", age 55. What should ideally, what should I ideally weigh, weigh? Or go for your body mass index. So you have a measure. But you want to take the pressure off your, especially the knees, hips, and your back. And reducing weight is so helpful in not con- contributing even more to this weight, to this pain and this stress on the bones and the joints. So let's reduce the weight, let's focus on our diet. And we also want to make sure that we're healthy, eating a healthy diet, of course, which is also good for the body. But research research has shown that with every pound gained, a person puts four times more stress on the knees, four. That is a lot. So moving on to number two, get up, keep moving. Exercise can help you maintain a healthy weight and lose the extra weight if there's any weight to lose and maintain a healthy weight. So instead of sitting around lamenting that you've gained weight during menopause, get your butt ski in gear and move. And if your joints ache, do something that's a low impact of nature. Like I said, I when I, my knee's not so happy, I go biking, I walk, and some people go on the elliptical, but I don't have an elliptical, so I choose for what I have, and I want you to do the same thing, do what you can. And if you're sitting on your desk a lot, and that means you never get up an hour, every hour, Start moving because your joints will feel so stiff. Get your butt ski out of your desk. Stretch. Do some funky stretches, reaching arms up and wiggle your hips. Stretch and touch your toes. It really, I don't really care what you do as long as you do. And then walk around. You know, visit your friends in the office or use a standing desk. A lot of people now have standing desks. 
And that too reduces risk of stiffness and the risk of joint problems, of course. The risk of stiffness is always there, but you will feel less stiff as you are moving more. And of course, one of my favorites is number three. They're all my favorites, but number three is maintain a good posture. Whether it's sitting or standing, you need to get into your Pilates body. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know what the Pilates is. And if you're new, the Pilates body is that you're standing balanced on both feet. You're wearing an imaginary crown on top of your head. Your feet are uh, firmly planted on the ground. You pull your navel to spine or you think about pulling a seat belt on that you're wearing and you breathe, you let your shoulders relax, your arms hang by your side and you're lifting your chest up and you look for what I call the horizon. Like if you're standing there and you're going, oh, there's the beach over there. This is great. And there's a sunset. So the whole body is in a very relaxed, but an upright position. So if you're slouching on your desk, your spine will be compressed in all kinds of different spots and it will get stiff like, and it results in the stiffness oftentimes in the neck and the lower back. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar? So get up, move around, do some stretches, do the standing desk. And when you're sitting on your desk, pick yourself back up and think of standing, sitting as tall as you can for as long as you can. It will take practice. Now, as it, is impo- it is important to keep your posture do- throughout daily living, but also in sports. So if you're a runner, don't slouch forward. You know, you, as I always say, use your butt ski, fire your glutes, use them to help you lift up and use your core strength to help you pick up in that tall position. So in life and in sports, it is important to pick up the body in a healthy way, which brings me to picking up heavy objects. And when you are picking something up, don't just bend forward and pick it up. Bend your knees and pick up the object that is heavy close to your body and then stand up with it. So that's such a healthy way to move your body in a functional way as well. So use the legs instead of the back. Number four is about strength training. Do Pilates. Weight training can be done with a resistance bands, which is also strength training. Or with weights, strength training is vital for keeping the muscles around the joints strong and healthy. So there's no way about it that you can skip weight training one way or another. And if you're doing Pilates, you're working Pilates with your own body weight. If you're doing the mat work, if you're doing a reformer or another piece of equipment class, then you have those metal springs that provide resistance. But not everybody has access to a class. So body weight exercises are perfect. Pick up some weights, do some strength training exercises, which also, ta-da-da, 
increases your bone density. We know that from another episode with Dr. Justine Bernard, where we talked about osteoporosis and the prevention of osteoporosis. And we can put a link in the show notes. If you missed this episode, you definitely need to listen to that one. And then we're moving on to number five, keeping a strong core. Now, that doesn't mean sit-ups. Like we remember in the old days where the legs come up and the torso comes up. No, there's so many ways you can strengthen your core with Pilates. And it is essential that you do that. And you keep a strong structure of your body. Pilates, Joseph Pilates, considered the body, and I always see it this way, the body without arms and legs as a box. And your box is really strong. And once your box is strong, the body can do all kinds of things because it has a stable core. So your strong core, like in, I'm just thinking of like a plank, for instance, will stabilize the entire body and in turn create movements that are done, as we call it in Pilates, with ease. So no straining, no... It's done with ease. Number six is eating anti-inflammatory foods. This is currently the rage, and I hope it stays that rage because it is so good for our bodies and our guts, our stomach. It's think about what what do you what could you eat? Would be blueberries. Love you blueberries, and you know I love broccoli and avocado and peppers. I love red peppers. They're also high in vitamin C. But when we talk about anti-inflammatory foods, these would be just some ideas for you to add to your diet or, or add seasoning like turmeric, ginger is delicious, cinnamon. Yep, put some cinnamon on your cereal. Garlic is in almost all our meals. And those guys reduce inflammation in the body. Now, Let's continue with nuts, seeds, fatty fish that are rich in omega-3s like salmon, tuna, sardines. So look at your diet as well as your exercise. What is it that you're putting in your body that helps you stay healthy and, uh, and fights inflammation? And this inflammation, as I said, also pertains to your gut. But that's a topic for a different podcast. And number seven is stay hydrated. It's water is the juice of the body. Sodas and alcohol and caffeinated drinks dehydrate the body. And that means it could potentially hurt your joints. So picture this. If you're not hydrated enough, your body will pull the waters from areas of the body, other areas of the body. And that is including, remember the cartilage? Ooh, we don't want that. We want to keep that cartilage where it is in your joints. So drink at least eight to 10 glasses of water and more when it's hot outside, when you're sweating and you're exercising. So make sure you replace your drinks with water and give your joints the hydration they need to be healthy. It's also what I hear most often from my uh, older clients. They, uh, I don't feel thirsty, Heike. I don't, I don't need water. I'm like, yes, 
It's not only hydrating your joints, it also helps with digestion. So if you are constipated, just saying, keep drinking. Hydration aids the joints because it helps the shock absorption and boosts endurance levels because you can do more. If your muscles get tired quickly, you might be dehydrated. So if you run out of energy, notice how much water you have drunk today. And if not, power down that water. You can put lemon in it. You can put mint leaves. I have currently lemon or actually lemon leaves that I've frozen from my summer uh, harvest. And I can put those in my tea or in my uh, water to give it a little flavor. Now, of course, there's exercises that you can do that will help age-proof your joint. Here are three exercises or three Pilates-based exercises to age-proof your joints. There's number one is a super favorite is the dead bug. And the dead bug is where you lie on your back, your arms and legs are up to the sky, which is literally like you are a bug that's lying on the back. And then from here, you engage your core by pulling your navel to spine. You do your Kegel. You keep your ribs connected to the hips. And you've learned all of this in previous videos. We've talked about this, but I have the video for you guys for this segment. And then you do opposition arm and leg. So right arm, left leg, left arm, right leg. And you make it as big or as small as you are strong. Number two is the bridge. The bridge is where you lie on your back. With the knees bent, the heels are close to your butt ski, and you slowly and with control lift your hips one vertebra at a time. So you're starting by tilting your pelvis, engaging your lower abdominals, then you engage your glutes and your hamstrings as you get up higher. So you're not arching your back, but you stop at the point where you feel that you're nice and connected, and then you roll down one vertebra at a time, separating those vertebra and making them juicy and long and flexible. And number three is the plank. Of course, the plank can be done on forearms, on hands, on toes and knees. There's all these different variations. And so check out the video for that and add your plank. And just with these three exercises, you can start taking care of your joints and your joints will be so much happier and so more movable. And then you add your nutrition. It's, it's a no brainer and it's easy to do. So the best way to care for your joints is to keep them and your muscles, ligaments, and bones strong and stable. And with that, my friends, Keep moving and I'll see you next time on the Pursue Your Spark podcast. Until then, ciao.